Hello, and welcome to another episode of Piecing the Parsha Together, where the focus is to try to figure out the structure of the Parsha. This is Parsha's Nusso. Parsha's Nusso, of course, is the longest Parsha in the Torah. It uh, consists of the discussion of the work of Gershon and Merari, two uh, Levite families. And then it shifts to who can stay in the camp and who can who is who has to be removed from the camp. And then there's a discussion of Sota, Nazir, followed by the lengthy, the longest parak in the Torah, the gifts of the Nasim at the inauguration of the Mishkan. Uh, those are the those are the things. Let's try to see if we can figure out if there is a way to piece them together. So the first question is that we seem to literally start this parsha. In the middle of a conversation, at the end of Parshas Bamidbar, the tribe of Kohas gets its assignment and its role in the Mishkan. And it would seem that you would talk about all the other Levite families then as well, those of Gershon and Merari. That is not what happens. Those families' discussion occurs in Nusso. So maybe, maybe the family of Kohas should also be in Nusso. So either put everything in the end of Parshas Bamidbar, put everything at the beginning of Parshas Nusso. Why the split? So there are a couple different approaches given. Uh, I saw quoted in, again, that Sefer, uh, Journey of Faith by Rabbi Arrhenius. Um, one of them he quotes is, is from the Shla, the others I was able to find. So the Ralbag says there's an importance of Kohas's role in the Mishkan. They carried the, the vessels of the Mishkan, the actual items used, the Mizbeach and the Menorah and the Shulch on the table. And the Shla adds to this, as quoted in that Sefer, The Journey of Faith, that because they are involved with the actual vessels that were used in the Mishkan, they end up associating more with the Kohanim. So they end up staying more. There are three different camps. The camp of Hashem, where the Kohanim would have been. The camp of Levi, where the other Levim would have been, Moshe. And then the camp of Israel. So because the, this quoted, as the Shla says, that because they were involved with the Kalim of the Mishkan, they ended up associating more with the Kohanim. So they get a separate place. As the Ravag says, it highlights their, the importance of their role. The Abarbanel says that uh, you begin the Parsha, Parsha's Naso, our Parsha, with the family of Gershon. Gershon is the oldest. All the Rishonim point this out as well. Gershon is the oldest family. And in one of the, one of the, one of the descriptions when it talks about uh, Levi's children, mentions, of course, Gershon first because he's the oldest. So Gershon gets a certain amount of prominence. They start off a Parsha. I would um, like to, to add a, a layer here um, that I have heard from my Rabbi Rav Sheftel Neuberger, Zerchona Levracha, that the, the, the Torah discusses in Parshish Pamidbar at the end when it talks about Kahasa's Avoda, when they transport the vessels of the Mishkan, they cover them. Those coverings, it is a discussion among other Rishonim when it mentions the big day Srad, in Parshas Kisisa and Pekude, uh, those are the big day srad. That's, that's on the straightforward level. Those are the big day srad. Those big day srad, these 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 things that were used to cover their turquoise, would cover the kalim. Of Sheftel points out, were not mentioned either in Parshas Truma, where it discusses the the um, kalim of the Mishkan, or in Parshas Tetzavi, where it talks about the clothing that the Kohanim wore. They're not mentioned. The big Deshrad are not mentioned. Rather, they're mentioned later. His point was that originally 
Klal Yisrael, Bnei Yisrael, Jewish people might have been able to see these vessels when they were transported, and it wouldn't have caused any problems for them. But following the Chayregel, the sin of the golden calf, that's not true. They cannot gaze at the holiness of these items. It's no longer appropriate for them to see these items. They have to be covered when they're transporting. Parshas Bamidbar discusses the new realities of the camp, as mentioned in some somewhat last week. And that part of that is the Levium now doing the Avoda, no longer the firstborn. So perhaps to add a level of the families of Kahas, Kahas carrying the, the, the vessels of the Mishkan, they will then those those vessels now need to be covered. That is something that, that further highlights, illustrates this the reality that Bnei Israel now has in the in the midbar in the wilderness as they're going to travel. So perhaps based on that, it would make sense to to sort of single out the Bnei Kahas, their avoda has changed. Now they have to cover the Kalim when they carry them. They don't just carry them. Whereas seemingly the Avoda of Gershon and Merari of carrying the other parts, the walls, the pit, the beams, the pillars of the Mishkan, maybe that hasn't that hasn't changed. So perhaps this uh, this idea from Rav Sheftel Neuberger adds an, another layer as to the specific role of what Kahus is doing in the Midbar. So that might be a way again to try to explain why Gershon and Merari's Roles in the Mishkan are, are delayed for a Parsha and put at the beginning of Parsha's Nasa. So that will be the first item. We're still talking about setup of the camp, which is very much keeping with the Ramban mentioned last week that the, the, the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar occupies itself with setting up the camp life and the realities that B'nai Israel should have while they're going to travel in the Midbar. The next issue, issues that will come up are we'll call maybe sending out from the camp, the Shiluach HaMachaneh, the Shiluch HaMachaneh, those that are sent out. And the Torah will mention a few different people who get set, who get sent out. And they are uh, somebody who is Tameh, somebody who is a Zav, and somebody who is a Mitzora. Set it in the reverse order of the way the Psukim have it. The Tameh person is set out only from the last only from the, the most holy of camps. The Zav is sent out from the two camps, the, the, the Machan and Levi and the Machan and Shechina, and the Mitzvah is kicked out of all the camps. Again, the Torah words it the other way. The Mitzvah is kicked out of all the camps. The Zav is kicked out of still the, the two middle camps. And then the Tameh is only, you're not allowed to go into the Machan and Shechina, the, the camp of the divine. Why is this here? Why do we now discuss these? We talked about setting up the camps, and maybe we're ready to even travel. And Rashi points out that these things were taught on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. We discussed this issue last week of the chronology of Sefer Bamidbar. If we started Bamidbar at the beginning of Rosh Chodesh Er, so now we have jumped back to Rosh Chodesh Nisan, as as based on the Gemara in, in Gitin talks about different things that were taught on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Some of the Rishonim don't make a comment specifically to when this was said or not said. The Rashbam and uh, the Ibn Ezra mention this idea of, well, now that you have the camp set up, which we do, you have to talk about who's allowed to stay in the camp or who's allowed to stay in which camps. So that becomes relevant no matter when. 
we're talking about chronology chronologically. We talk about the camp being set up now, and um, it is important to mention who can and who cannot stay in the various camps. And specifically, the Ibn Ezra says if you have the divine presence there, the Shrina there, then you have to know who can be uh, there different who can be around different levels of the Shrina. Perhaps to say that is even some way related to the discussion of covering the Kalim as uh, versus the people who just have to carry different parts of the Mishkan mentioned previously. Um, now, it happens to be that you could look at these individuals, I understand they're Tame people. Someone who comes in contact with a dead body is Tame. Azavim is Tame. Matsara is Tame. But is there anything specific about these three people? The person who comes in contact with a dead body, the person who is Azav that has some sort of Tame thing emit from their bodies, or the Matsara, the person who is stricken with this spiritual disease. Saras. So, it happens to be that you can look at that based on uh, a couple of the uh, mafarshim that you would find in the Mikras Kadolos, you might be able to go, I, I, I'm going to call it a sort of opposite extremes. On the one hand, we have the, the position of the Kliyakar that you've just told me that we have Hashem's presence now dwelling in the camp. So the Kliyakar says, you want to keep Hashem's presence in the camp, you need to be concerned about these three individuals. So, so he explains these individuals to be referencing the cardinal sins that caused the base of Mikdash to be destroyed. So um, the Mitzorah is Ravodazar. The Gemara will talk about different things that can cause somebody to get Saras. One of them is Avodazar. The So that is one of the cardinal sins, worshiping idols. The Zava, the individual who has his tummy because he has some emission from his reproductive organ, that is the idea of Gile Arias, of immorality. Another one of the three cardinal sins. And obviously the person who is tummy mace, he says is the individual who is not careful in coming in contact with dead people because they are there's there's murder going on. So from this, these three individuals, you get the three cardinal sins that someone is supposed to die rather than commit. And the Gemara says these are the three things that cause the first base of Migdash should be destroyed. And the Kliyakar says, talk about the second base of Migdash is to talk about baseless hatred. And part of that is obviously through slander and gossip, blush and hara. And that is another one of the aspects of somebody who is uh, Mitzora, can somebody who gets Saras, is because they spoke um, negatively about each other. So the Kliyakar presents an approach of now that you have Hashem in your midst, you want to keep Hashem in your midst. So that so sending out these individuals will help you know sort of purging the camp from these sins helps Hashem stay among the Jewish people. On the other extreme, you have the Balaturim. And the Balaturim talks about the ideas, uh, I would say focusing more on taking the Machane of uh, Israel, the, the the Jewish encampment in the Midbar, as being something along the lines of more of a, uh, I'm going to say, Gan Eden experience. And the Balaturim traces these sins. And the sins in this order, there's a Medrash that says that the snake who misled Adam and Chava, the Nachash, who misled Adam and Chava, is stricken with Saras. And the, the Medrash describes that also as part of the scales. And 
Then he describes, the Balaturim describes Chava as becoming a Zava, the idea of, 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 of blood and as, as something that makes someone tell me that is something that, that affects women more today than men. And they talk about the, the Damziva, and that is something that happens to Chava as part of her sin. And the idea of death being introduced into the world is what Hashem tells Otto. Now that you wait from the Eitz Hadas, you will, you will die. And again, the order of these three camps is he first Hashem first punished the snake, and then he punishes Chava, and then he punishes Adam. So from the Balaturim's explanation, you can look at the 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 camp of the Jews in the Midbar as sort of, well, Hashem's presence is there, just like it might have been in Gan Eden. And if you have these sins that occurred, or these 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 aspects that occurred, they it's a way of getting sent out of the camp, just like Adam and Chava and the Nachash were also sent out of the camp. So that is a, is a very you know in-depth look at just, again, more of a practical matter. You have the camp set up, who stays in the camp and who doesn't stay in the camp. One more piece of this, um, where do converts fit? Do they have a specific tribe? They don't. And if you talk about setting up the, the camp of Israel according to all the, the degolim, all the different tribes and the banners, so the converts, specifically, we mentioned in, in Shmos, the Erev Rav, the mixed multitudes that come out of Mitzrayim with the Jewish people, they sort of will get displaced. And um, there's a lesson the Torah is going to teach following, immediately following this discussion of who gets sent out of the camp. It has, a, again, a sort of strange discussion that we wouldn't have necessarily expected. It talks about if someone, if someone commits a sin and there's some sort of trespass and they stole. And have to, they have to provide some, some sort of uh, in return. And the Gemara says, Rashi quotes this, who, who could this possibly be referring to? And they talk about there's no, there's no relatives for this person. Who must this be referring to? It says a convert. Because a convert has no relatives. And then it's a question of what will be done if you stole from that person and it goes to the coin. And the focus here would be, and this is, this is how the Ramban says it, if you have this society now created, there are going to be people who get displaced. And you might think, maybe it doesn't matter. They're not the same. But the Torah says, no. You don't have the right to mistreat people who have come uh, under the wings of the Shekhinah. They are not, they, 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 the Torah will go out of its way in, uh, once we're sort of at the end of discussing who can stay in the camp and who does not stay in the camp. And the Torah will, will tell you that you have to respect these people and you can't mistreat these people either. And that, if we if we follow along here, that sort of gets us through the middle of the fifth parak of Bamidbar, sort of the up through the first three aliyahs of um, Parshas Nusso. So we see from this a further setup of the camp, and perhaps you'll say now the camp is 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 fully set up, and then we would have left to discuss how we fit how how. Sota fits into this, and how Nazir fits into this, and how the the lengthy parak of, of, of all the gifts of the Nasim fit into this. We will save that for another time. I wish you all a good Shabbos. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.